I just want to offer some concluding, concluding thoughts really quick. Rachel is looking at me with skepticism all over the place, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I have loved, I have loved preaching every single one of these psalms to you this week or this year, this fall, this fall. Um, it has been extraordinary to study the psalms and then to sing them. And I hope you guys have been encouraged by them as well. Now, it's a little bit ironic um, tonight because I don't want you to listen to this sermon at all. I don't want you to remember a thing I say. I want you to focus very hard on not applying the words I'm going to speak to you tonight. This sermon is kind of inspired by one of my favorite books called Screwtape, Screwtape's Letters. It's about an older demon who is instructing a younger demon how to get a Christian to fall and fail. And the book kind of functions as spiritual help to Christians by kind of showing you what they're up to, what they're after. So tonight I want to talk to you about prayer really quick in conclusion, but I want to talk to you in a bit of an unexpected way. You could say I'm taking on a character, you could say I'm becoming a tempter, you could say I'm becoming your own little spirit of cynicism, whatever you want to call me, that's what I will be doing. I want to talk to you tonight about why you shouldn't pray. And I don't want you to be confused at all. I want you to find the game in this, the fun in this, the joy in this. You're trying to figure out what I'm saying by what I'm not saying. You're trying to say, he's saying this, so it must mean that is true, and that is reality. And I'm going to try to speak to you in a way that will be very clear that I'm being sarcastic, and I'm, I'm not wanting to confuse anyone. If you're confused after, please come to me. I'll try to clear up everything. But in order to try to be as clear as possible, not only am I giving you this big, long introduction about what I'm not doing, I'm also going to have a slideshow presentation about what I am actually saying. So, um, if I can do it right. Maybe I can't. Yeah, I need you to press. I need you to press that arrow whenever I, whenever I wave my hand like this. Like that. It'll be ironic. I'm not going to give you the points that I'm actually making until after the point. So, once again... Please do not be confused by this. I'm intentionally being sarcastic. I do not mean to, to, to confuse you. But I want to approach the area of prayer from the opposite direction. So, let's begin. Did you know there are lots of good reasons why you shouldn't pray? Why you shouldn't waste your time tomorrow on prayer? Why you should resist every single opportunity you can to pray? I hope by these words I can encourage and inspire you to never bow your head in prayer again. And if you bow your head in prayer, that you'll do it in such a way as to avoid all potential danger. Reason number one why you shouldn't pray. There are so many. There are so many. Put that on. I don't want that yet. I said wave my... I say wave my... Never, okay, all right. Anyway. There are so many good reasons for you not to pray. Oh, yes, there are so many good reasons for you not to pray. For one thing, there's just too much to do in your life, isn't there? You know that that's true. 
Uh, prayer is nice. It's nice in theory. Oh, yes, it's very nice in theory when there's time to do it. But I don't think God really intends you to actually pray to him. Prayer is like the icing of the on the cake of a good relationship with God. It's not actually important. It's for those old and retired people who have lots of time in their day to pray, right? It's, it's not, we're not talking about you. You don't, you don't have a lot of time. Your day is packed, right? Your day is packed with all sorts of important and serious things. It would be counterproductive to spend a few hours in prayer, right? Uh, if, if you could just make a few more hours and add those to your day, then maybe you'd have time to pray. But right now, you have too many things to do and too few hours to do it. You don't want to waste your time in prayer. You need more time in your day, not less time. And secondly, you, it's not, not only are you, there's too much to do, but also your day is just basically already too packed for some time that you seriously need. You need more you time. You need more me time. That's what you really need in your life. If you really want some energy and some encouragement in your life, you need more time in front of the mirror. That would make you happy, make you go out of go out of your house with confidence if you spend more time there. You just need to scroll a little bit longer on your phone. That would give you joy, right? You just need to play one more video game. That would bring you satisfaction and help you be ready to go for the day. You don't need to waste your time in prayer. There's so many better things you could do. There's so many higher priorities in your day. You have so many good reasons to pray. Another reason why you shouldn't pray is you, frankly, don't feel like it, do you? Why do anything unless you feel like it? Prayer is only good if you feel like it, after all, right? It's really dangerous to be disciplined in prayer. Think about it. If, if you're just doing prayer and not really feeling like prayer, who are you? You're a Pharisee. You're a hypocrite, right? You don't want to be that. You, you, you need to follow your feelings. You need to only pray when you feel like it. Otherwise, you would be a Pharisee. You don't want that. You, uh, doesn't the Bible itself say, wait for the Lord? I'm sure what that means is wait for the feeling of the Lord to come, and then you should pursue Him. You, you don't want to be a spiritual fake, do you? You don't want to be a spiritual hypocrite. You better not pray until you feel like it. Otherwise, you might be in trouble. If prayer, by the way, is so important, surely God would make you feel something, right? He doesn't actually intend for you to put disciplines in your life to develop a life of prayer and then let the feelings follow. No, surely, if God wanted you to pray, he would make you feel like it, right? Another reason why you shouldn't pray is you would have too much makeup prayer time to do, right? Just think about all the makeup prayer you have to do. You'd have to pray about your prayerlessness for weeks on end, wouldn't you? You'd have to go to God and be in misery before Him, and maybe He'd accept you after weeks and weeks of prayer, right? You don't want to spend all that time in prayer. It would take too long to get in a good relationship with God. Those verses about mercy and grace for help in time of need, those are for those are for spiritually mature Christians, aren't they, that have been praying for years. Those aren't for people that go right to God in prayer. Uh, you can deal with your prayerlessness later, 
right? It's too much work to try to figure out prayer right now. It would cost you too much discipline. You shouldn't pray right now. Another point. By the way, I really like that one. <laughs> Write that down. Um, no, another point. Prayer is so dangerous for your soul. Prayer is so dangerous for your soul. If you value your soul the way your soul is right now in all of its comforts and selfishness, you probably shouldn't go near prayer because it is far too dangerous for you. Prayer has this painful power that draws the word into your heart so deeply and so tenderly that it conforms your will and it transforms your whole life from the inside out. You you don't want to spend your time on that. You like the way you are. Because of the danger that prayer possesses, I have actually three prayer don'ts. Don't. Pray while you are listening to sermons. Don't pray while you're listening to sermons. That could have disastrous effect on your heart and on your life. Prayer while you're listening to preaching is opening up your heart to the Word of God in that very moment. Stay far away from prayer while you are listening. Keep your mind, your heart safe from any conviction. You need to maintain a very safe distance, maybe both physically and mentally, from preaching while it's happening. Keep your mind occupied on all of the things and all the things that the preacher is doing that annoy you. Look at his hair, how it's off. Listen to all of his grammatical mistakes and just be bothered. Write them down. Actually, in your notes, keep a little check mark every time he says something wrong because you are so annoyed. Be annoyed as you can for as long as you can at the speaker. Keep your focus solely on those things. And even keep yourself as far away from him as possible so he cannot get eye contact with you. Back row is preferable, by the way. <laughs> Definitely don't pray that God would use the preached word to change and transform your heart. Don't pray while the speaker is speaking. Lord, can you apply this to my heart and my mind right now? Don't do that. That is terribly dangerous to your soul. Don't pray while you're listening to sermons. Number two, don't pray while you are reading your Bible or hearing your Bible read. That could have disastrous impact. It's enough that you just look like you're paying attention. It's enough that your your eyes are just glancing at the words on the page as they go by. It's, it's enough to say to yourself, I'll pay attention tomorrow to what the Bible is all about. I won't pay attention now. Prayer is dangerous, and it must be avoided at all costs, especially when you are listening to God's Word. Just think of the danger that could happen to you if you just spent a moment in prayer with your Bible open. Think about the danger to your soul that could be caused if you just spent a moment contemplating a verse or a phrase or a word. Think about the devastation that could happen to you if you went today and thought about Second John 3 where it says, Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son. That could have disastrous impact on your heart. Don't pray. Thirdly, don't pray about anything that truly matters. Don't pray about anything that truly matters. Don't pray for conviction of sin. 
Don't pray for practical application of God's Word. Don't pray that God would show you yourself through the mirror that it is His Word. Don't pray about any of those things. And in the opposite, keep your prayers as distant and as unhelpful as possible. Ask, ask prayer requests about Aunt Roberta's hurt toe. <laughs> ask for prayer for better grades. Ask that you would do better in life, that you would find a good career choice. But you should be careful with these practical prayer requests, too, because God seems to have something up his sleeve with practical matters as well. The basic principle is you should stay as far away from God as possible and keep your prayer requests as far away from absolute conviction as possible. Keep requests distant, things that you'll forget about tomorrow. Don't actually get serious when you're talking to other people about how they should pray for you. Prayer is dangerous. It does dangerous things to your soul. Another reason you shouldn't pray is, are you really sure that God cares and listens to you praying? I mean, who are you? Who really are you anyway? He's got his angels who sing him perfect praise all day long. How do you stack up? He's got glorified saints who are finally praying the way that he wants to hear. Why why should you pray to him? Why would God want to listen to a self-centered prayer like yours anyway? Are you so arrogant to think that he really cares for you? Are your anxieties, aren't your anxieties just foolishness to him? He is too big. He is too important. He is too high to care about you and your small little life. I mean, if he really wanted to hear your prayer, he would have come down and shown you how he wants you to pray, right? He is much too busy. He has, say it this way, too many reasons to not listen to your prayer. Why should you pray? Don't bother praying. He is far too important for you. You might end up annoying him. You must also uh, be careful, though, about thoughts about his importance. If you're not careful, these thoughts could actually lead to conviction. Another reason you shouldn't pray is God uh, can be important, but does he really need to be important to you and to your life? It's fine if God is important out there. But does he really have to be important to you? Focus on God's distance. Surely he's too great to be concerned about a small little you. Surely his eyes are in every direction but yours. You can get away with a few things. Does he really deserve your obedience, your love, your will? Surely, to insist that he needs these things is to reduce him. Don't worry about that. He can be important, but he doesn't have to be important to you. Sure, pray to him, but don't take him too seriously to your life. And and really, all I'm trying to say right now... Sorry, I'm one slide behind. There you go. Read it later. Uh, All I'm trying to say to you tonight is... It's okay to be convicted about prayer. It's okay to desire prayer. 
as long as the application in your life is always, I will do that tomorrow. Just be convicted for tomorrow. Never be convicted for today. Obviously, I am joking. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic because I really actually believe that prayer is absolutely essential to your life and heart. And the reason we're learning these songs and psalms is so that we can embed them more on our minds and our hearts. I'm going to read Psalm 147. I like it. Psalm 147, verse 1. And this is the ultimate reason why we should all pray. Praise the Lord. It is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant. A song of praise is fitting. Where do you most belong? You belong in prayer to your God. And that is my prayer for you. Let's sing some more. Um, And then after we're done singing, we're going to take a vote about which song was our favorite, and we're going to sing it again. So Joel, come back up.